Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. and wronger. I could not be more delighted. In fact, I am going to say hello to every one of you individually. Hey, Judy P., how you doing? (laughs) This is the podcast where we argue about things that don't matter, nothing to nobody, but there are two of us and we show up every week. I'm Steve Olivas and he's James Breakwell. James, how are you doing today, man? I am doing amazing. I'm coming off a record-setting victory in which what? you were beaten so badly, you, I believe, cried yourself to sleep. So, so yeah, <laughs> I, I feel great. It's, it's a new day. Let's make it happen again. I don't know if you see the direct messages that the interns send to me. I don't know if you're tagged in on those, but both of them came... I'm not even exaggerating, within 40 seconds of each other, and both opened with a long introductory apology to me. That's when I knew it was bad. Oh, they are choppy waters, James Breakwell, but I think I can navigate because this is going to be my week. You've said that 150 weeks in a row, and you're right about 2% of the time. So, yeah, statistically, there's a 2% chance this is your week. I think it's going to be. You've come up with the topic. Actually, the lovely Miss Lola came up with the topic this week. What shall we argue about today? Another pressing topic that people are really arguing about these days. Which is better, chess or checkers? Ooh, well, in the shelter-at-home time, a lot of people are pulling out and dusting off the old board games. So this might be quite topical. That's a stretch, but I appreciate you playing along. (laughs) (laughs) Your wife that came up with it. You need to play harder than you are. It's not my style. But before we get there, we have yeah. compliments to give. And this week, you're going to compliment me first because this is just a weird time. <laughs> well, Jay, and you're probably unprepared. The The compliment I have is one that I gave in sort of a side of my mouth way as we were starting to record James, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how many things are going on. We, right now, in fact, are recording quickly because your children are outside. And I know from reading your email newsletters, that doesn't last all that long. So we are on a shot clock. And so you are multitasking hardcore to get this thrown together and recorded. And yet, I'm sitting here doing nothing. And I'm sort of babbling. And you can find a way to follow me down a somewhat vulgar hole and insult me with as much vim and vigor as you do when you are focused only on insulting me. That part of your brain, James, it don't shut down. It does not, and I, although I'm going to try to shut off the part where you're talking about being in a vulgar hole, but I guess we've gone down that road already. It's too late to to purge that from my imagination. But yes, there's always at least one current running through my mind of, can I use this to insult Steve? And that's the one part of my brain I could never afford to shut off. I could be in a coma someday, and how you're going to pull me out of it is they're going to walk you in a room, and I'm going to open my eyes and just just lash into you. And I would expect nothing less, because... That's where, that's how we know you're not, ah, 
I got a bunch of things going on here, James. I can't even think while stuff is falling all around me. But what what is the compliment for me? I forgot what I was going to say because it was probably mildly important. It was about you. And so we'll talk about me for a second. Well, actually, I, I do have a compliment for you, a real compliment or as close to a real compliment as I can come. I would like to That's compliment you close, but okay. for yep. holding your ground because nine um, times out of ten when we record this, you are kicked out of the house. You're on the road. You're running away. You don't know when you'll ever see your own front door again. And this time, this time, you stayed home and your wife ran away. So good for you. You've got the house to yourself. Who knows if the wife's coming back or not, but you stayed in place and that's what matters. You know what's funny about that? I was thinking about this this morning. She kind of likes it when I leave. I hate it when she leaves. Like... <laughs> I, I don't know why there's a disparity there. It, it seems like maybe she's lying to me just uh, to make me feel good or something. I, I don't know how it all works, James. This whole marriage thing is a little bit quizzical to me because I'm not around enough to really put it into practice. But you are correct. I am holding down the fort. Although I will say she took the dog with Ooh. her. And I even said as she was packing the dog's stuff, I said, don't you trust me to keep the dog alive? And she just said, no. And then kept packing and then drove away. So, whatever. I'm old enough to not take things personally. And if I did, I would have been in a state of despair 150 weeks ago and wouldn't have been able to come out. But no, I'm back every week, James. Here I am. Yes, when is she coming back? Is it going to be days, weeks, months, or forever? No, she left for six days. Uh, her father is uh, pulling off a pretty complicated move over in Memphis. So she is helping him with that, and I am still here trying to work a little bit. I've never been busier than since I've had nothing to do, James. <laughs> I'll tell you what, busy people fill their time with busy stuff. No, she's coming back. I'm, I'm a little manic tonight. You've caught me on the downward slope of a cup of coffee, but she's coming back. Uh, she will be back by the time this airs, but she will return on Wednesday. So I guess I, I should have amended my compliment and complimented you for dodging helping your father-in-law move. Like, getting out of a move is a sacred, time-honored skill. Your wife is going to be over there lifting dressers and refrigerators, and you're just at home talking to me on a podcast, so kudos to you. Uh, no, but I appreciate you saying that. I think you and I talked about this in one of these shows not too long ago about your artful dodge of helping people move. But no, he's got a, he had to have a yard sale and organize movers and mm. then uh, hang blinds and they're cleaning the yard. She's oh. doing dad things. They went fishing. She needed a little father-daughter time. That doesn't happen very often. And hell, our parents ain't going to be around forever, man. You say that, but mine are going to live forever, so there's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we just lost her mother a couple of months ago, so I think she is um, putting more precedent on spending time with her dad. Way to kill the mood, Steve. Way to kill the I mood. Know. <laughs> I paused. I thought, wait a minute, this is getting dark. All right. <laughs> Let me flip the quarter, and if you really want to go dark, I can tell the people what we were insulting each other about before. Uh-oh. <laughs> You want me to now say I what each side is before you flip it, or you just drop it? You can't oh, even get to the on. flip. i got to pick it up now, because I don't want to make an illegal flip again. God knows how you are vigilant about that. <laughs> For the Ooh, record, caught that I'm not neither, yeah. neither you nor I has gone back to watch that episode to actually verify what did happen. We're relying all on secondhand accounts, because neither of us cares enough to check. How do you know that I didn't? Because I, I'm never going to... to 
overestimate you. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, uh, I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> All right. What shall the two sides represent for you, James Breakwell? All right. Heads, I'm arguing chess. Tails, I'm arguing checkers. Heads is chess. Tails is checkers. It is, I had to slap it on my leg because I'm holding the phone. It is Guam. It is tails. You, sir, have checkers. Well, that's good because I am arguing the everyman sport. When you go to a Cracker Barrel, what's outside? Not some complicated chess set. Bunch of old people in rocking chairs? Well, that too, and some delicious biscuits and gravy inside, and a whole bunch, and a, and a store that has a bunch of stuff pushed together so your kids walk by and break it and you have to buy it all. But outside, there's giant checker sets because everybody can play checkers. You can teach checkers to a five year old. It's just a nice, simple, straightforward game. Two colors of pieces, one type of piece, you flip it over. If you lose one checker, it's easy to replace because they're all identical. It takes about 10 seconds to teach somebody to play checkers. Chess, it takes a lifetime to learn. It's full of aggravation. It's full of stress. It's full of cheating. It's full of broken friendships. Nobody ever destroys a friendship <laughs> over checkers. Just two sides smashing together. It's, it's like the football of board games. Nice, simple, to the point, yet surprisingly nuanced and entertaining. I mean, you can you can really get into it. It takes just it takes enough thought to be engaging, but not enough thought to take over your entire thought process. So, like with chess, you don't really have you know a good bonding experience over that. It's just two people staring in silence, thinking really hard. But over <laughs> checkers, you can have a couple beers, and you and the buddy can just shoot the breeze and have a good time. It's just nice, casual, a way to induce conversation, a way to induce bonding and fun. Chess is none of those things why would you ever want to play it <laughs> james in these uncertain times in these <laughs> trying times in these difficult times we need to take our minds off of all of the stress and chess is exactly the way to do it and by the way I remember playing full contact checkers when I was a kid with my friend John Povermarker. I'll tell you that story some other time. It didn't end well. He was in the hospital. But anyway, I didn't break his tooth. That's all I want to say to John Povermarker's mom still, like uh, 40 years later. However, chess is complicated. It takes smart people stuff, smart people brain power in order to do it. Checkers, you could play with a monkey on crack. Like, chess requires intelligence, and maybe there are broken friends chips but james two things on that one i never had a whole lot of friends in the first place <laughs> and two you can play with a computer if you want to you don't even need a friend the computer can be your friend and if you're anything like me james the first order of business is make your king disappear so there's no way for the computer to actually win the computer plays defensively the whole time it's a wonderful wonderful thing <laughs> all of the diabolical ways that you can play chess it teaches kids reasoning skills I remember my dad taught me how to play chess. I was probably six, and we had off the back of like a Raisin Bran box a pop-out chess board and little chess pieces that you folded in half to make stand up. And uh, one of us sneezed or coughed. It might have been me. The details are fuzzy now, and the whole game board went flying everywhere. But it teaches kids this the reasoning. It teaches them how to win. It teaches them to think two, three moves ahead. It teaches them complex skills that will pay off later in life. And I know, James, you want your kids 
means to grow up and get good jobs and marry good people. And bottom line, get the heck out of your house. Chess is going to exacerbate that. Uh, what else did I write down here? <laughs> Simple equals James Breakwell. That's what I wrote down. This is what I'm spending my time doing while I'm listening to you talk, James. Because I am a man of, I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a something else that's complicated. So I like chess. <laughs> Well, all right, that nice, simple, and uh, to the point, only the opposite of all of those things. Thank you for that rambling expose of <laughs> lack of logic. But that's okay, because you burned a lot of airtime and, and like somebody running down the clock in a football game when they're behind. I do appreciate that. You bring us closer what? to the end, and I'll just walk off with my victory. You know what chess does? It breaks people's minds. Like the the what? really truly brilliant chess players, they're crazy. You go and read the the you know Gary Kasparov and I don't even remember the yeah. names of them. All those guys, they had to they had to put like a, a barrier under the table so they wouldn't kick each other. <laughs> they were on the verge of mental breakdowns the whole time. It's full contact checkers. It's just the chess version. They just their their minds couldn't take it. They were so stressed <laughs> out. They were playing this at the highest level, but none of them were happy. They were just on the verge of chaos the entire time. They pushed themselves too far. When's the last time you heard of somebody having a checkers breakdown? Never. It doesn't happen. <laughs> no one becomes obsessed with checkers. You don't devote your life to checkers. You don't have you don't have a six-part documentary about how your life fell apart from checkers. None of those things happen. With chess, like you can throw a dart at it, you know, just randomly and hit some, you know, fallen chess expert with this brilliance who just couldn't tolerate their own genius anymore. Checkers is safe. Your brain will be protected from that kind of extreme strain. And instead, you can just, you know, kick back and enjoy it. When I teach my kids chess, I don't have to worry about it. Or not when I teach them checkers, I don't have to worry about it consuming their life. It's also a lot huh. harder to cheat at uh, at chess or at checkers because you don't... Uh, <laughs> Okay, if you, you everybody when they play chess. Your mind is broken. Everybody when they play chess is played with somebody like you, where you look up and every time there's a few more pawns missing, or another rook <laughs> made it back on the board, or suddenly one side has three rooks and it's what's going on? Chat, you know, checkers, you just got the pieces. It's one kind of piece. It's on the board or it's not. It's a lot harder to put it through. And then with chess, you have to come off. You have to make it even more complicated. You have to come up with all these rules. Like if you touch the piece, you have to move it. Then you have to come up with like timers because people sit there and stare at it for so long. They had to put clocks on the side of it. It's such an exciting <laughs> game that each side gets its own clock. Because if you don't, you will literally stare at the board until both players die. I mean, that's... Wow. That's some serious business. What's the last time you heard a wow. checkers game clock? You don't clock a checkers game. You just move your piece and move on with your life. It's so much, you know, so much straight, straightforward. So much more to the point. So much more refreshing because it is a game. It's not an ordeal, and that's what chess is. Chess is an ordeal. Hmm? Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I drifted off there for a second, James. I was talking to my hand puppet. His name is Beauregard. But anyway, I am so delighted to have listened to that whole thing. I can't wait to, for you to roll the dice. And obviously, you haven't lost your mind yet. So what do people have to remember to vote for Steve this week? All right. Well, if you want to vote for James and Checkers and a nice carefree time, vote for 79. If you want to vote for Steve and chess and disappointment vote for 73 and if you want to throw your vote away vote for 97 was it 97 last week too it very well could have been 
We both know and I don't look backwards, so it's there's no way to know. <laughs> well, you'd find the rest of your life catching up to you, James. All right. Well, you have reached the end of another long and protracted episode. Thank you to James Breakwell and the Filibuster Choir for that <laughs> one. If you want to vote for Steve and all that is good and jolly, vote for 73. If you want to vote for James and a humor author who's obviously lost his mind, the authors are so sane compared to James. <laughs> vote for 70. Uh, wait, what did I say for me? 73 for me. 79 for Breakwell, 97 if you want to hit the throwaway vote two times in a row. And speaking of in a row, let's see if we can at least keep the audience coming back next week. And until then, this is Steve, Dr. Steve Levis for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, keep supporting the show, tell a friend, and remember two wrongs can make a riot. <laughs>